welcome back to the Cape Fear Rundown. From WHQR Public Media, I'm your host, Camille Mojica. This week, I talk to WHQR's news director, Ben Shockman, who has been following the Michael Earl Kelly case for years, since he's been in Wilmington for years. This week, there have been some new developments in the case, and Ben joins us to talk about it. Just a note, this segment contains descriptions and mentions of sexual assault and may be disturbing or triggering to certain audiences. Welcome back to the Keep Your Rundown. I'm here with Ben Shockman. Hi, Cami. Hi, Ben. This week, I have brought you in here because there have been some more developments in the Michael Earl Kelly case. Now, super quick, just to give a little bit of background, who was Michael Earl Kelly? So Michael Earl Kelly was a longtime teacher at Laney High School and then later Isaac Bear Early College High School in the New Hanover County school system. And he eventually pled guilty to dozens and dozens of incidents of inappropriate sexual behavior and violent sexual abuse. He drugged and raped a student at one point. Um, Although that, I don't think he pled guilty to that. That's something he was accused of in civil court. But basically, he pled guilty to a lot of criminal sexual behavior with students. On the heels of his guilty plea, there was a civil case um, filed by what eventually became 14 different John Doe uh, plaintiffs that accused him not only of the things he pled guilty to in court, but also crimes he hadn't been charged with, including that incident of drugging and raping a student. Mm -hmm. The lawsuit also accused the school district of various forms of negligence, basically saying, and I'm I'm paraphrasing wildly here, but to give you the most concise version, because this is a civil case that went on for years, yeah, that the school knew about it. Um, They actively promoted uh, Michael Earl Kelly, like they awarded him Teacher of the Year twice, I believe. Mm. They moved him to a from a, a regular high school to um, kind of like a STEM high school, mm. where at one point they argued that the, a lot of these students were actually more vulnerable. Um, they, um, some of them had you know family issues. Some of them mm-hmm. were just like kind of introverted, um, you know, very academic minded students who didn't have maybe a network of friends that might protect them. These kids were lonely. They were more easy to isolate mm-hmm. and, and take advantage of. So for years and years, we followed this um, starting, I believe, in 2018. First as a criminal case, and then for more and more years uh, as a civil case. Earlier this year, the school district uh, settled with the plaintiffs. Now, they didn't accept responsibility, and they didn't apologize. And mm-hmm. that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. But the settlement didn't include um, Michael Earl Kelly himself. Okay. Who is currently uh, in prison. Yes. So this recent development does have to deal with Michael Earl Kelly. Yes. So what happened was in, on Wednesday, early Wednesday morning, there was a, a hearing. Uh, and now Kelly did not attend. Um, you don't have to show up for a civil case. Oh, okay. And it was uh, kind of a summary judgment. So the judge um, issued the maximum award to the plaintiffs that he could under state law, which totals to around $140 million. It's actually a little bit higher because it it can include interest um, and things like that. Oh, okay. And some of this is, um, you know, uh, 
compensatory damages. Some of this is punitive damage. Mm. Some of it is like, for example, you know, if you claim, as some of the plaintiffs did, that being sexually abused caused severe PTSD. And I've spoken with some of these uh, John Doe's, and they, they definitely have some severe issues. For example, that could cause you loss of income. Uh, yes. Because some of them are dealing with self-harm, drug and alcohol abuse. Um, in some cases, their behavioral issues have cost them marriages mm. or jobs. And you can put a price tag on that. And so that's just sort of your compensatory damages. Like, okay. Then there's punitive, which is just, you know, to punish Michael Earl Kelly in civil court for what he's done. Okay. Now, the first question a lot of people have asked is, how does Michael Earl Kelly, a former school teacher in prison, pay 140 to $150 million. I was going to say, I saw um, Port City Daily's article on Instagram, and that was all the comments where people saying, yeah, like he's going to be able to afford that. Where's that money going to come from? Yeah, I mean, we do often talk about how teachers are not well paid. I mean, where is the money going to come from? So that's that's the perfect question, really. And that's what I wanted to talk about on this segment, is that this is largely a symbolic victory. The significant size of the damages awarded to the plaintiffs is an endorsement of the plaintiff's case by the judge saying, I'm giving you the maximum because we find Kelly to be the most possible in the wrong. Okay. It's also, uh, according to some of the attorneys, including Martin Ramey, who I spoke to yesterday, um, or actually on Wednesday, um, it's supposed to be a warning to other teachers. Because remember, you don't have to be arrested and go to prison to be taken to civil court. Correct. Yeah. Um, And so... It's an additional, you know, it's, it's an additional warning, you know, in addition to like some of the things you're doing are against the law. Uh, you could also find yourself facing heavy, heavy uh, fines. And in theory, Michael Earl Kelly could come into money. You know, he could acquire assets at some point. He is not going to be in prison for the rest of his life. He's mm-hmm. due to be released in 2035, I believe. Okay. Um, that's a guesstimate. You know, there's there's lots of different factors. And you get a range of sentences. I believe he was sentenced to like 16 to 24 years. Okay. So we don't know exactly. But 2035, it sounds like it's a long time from now. It's a decade, a little more than a decade. It's one of those things where like in a decade we'll look back and be like, oh, yeah, oh, my God, that guy's. He's out. <laughs> he's due to be released. Yeah. So that's that's another aspect of this is that if he were to win the lottery or inherit a fortune, that could be garnished. One thing I think that has frustrated people is that even though he was convicted of a felony, he still gets a state pension as a former state employee um, because all teachers are part of the state employees uh, pension program. Really? Yeah. Um, It's something years ago we spoke with, we spoke about with um, uh, state treasurer Dale Falwell. And we, we asked him this. We were trying to get to the bottom of this. And it's, um, you know, it's something that a lot of people didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And um, it frustrated a lot of people when we reported on this. This is years and years and years ago, in, uh, back in 2019, that we first reported on this. But I had always assumed that if you were a government employee and you did something as heinous as what Michael Earl Kelly wasn't just accused of, but like convicted, he pled guilty to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so there was zero question that he had done this stuff. Um, we, we all thought... Uh, that surely they would lose their uh, their pension. But it turns out to forfeit your retirement benefits, you got to be convicted of a state or federal felony. It's like directly related to your job. 
um, which I thought this was. You know, it seemed pretty clear cut, but under the way the state law works, he, he still gets those pension benefits. I will say the attorneys are still looking into ways they might be able to garnish that in some way. Okay. So that's basically the long and short of it. I mean, it's, it is frustrating. I think sometimes in civil cases when we hear these, you know, huge findings, mm-hmm. um, we, we think, okay, justice has been done. I don't, if I'm being candid, I don't think the plaintiffs will see much of, of that money. I was just about to ask, what will they see? Will they see it? That's a lot of money. It's, it's unlikely they will see a meaningful amount of money any, any, any time in the future near future anyway. Um, I would also say this kind of applies to when we see big uh, civil cases against companies. Mm. Um, sometimes those companies just go bankrupt and don't have to pay them. Um, always be skeptical is what I'm saying here. Okay. Is when you see, you know, big seven, eight, nine figure uh, civil settlements be like, yeah, but did it actually get paid? I'm sad. That's, this is a sad story. Um, for what it's worth, I think one of the things the attorneys wanted was another way to get this story back into the headlines. And I don't mean that in like a crass publicity hound way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's another chance to remind people of what happened Mm. and that you can put a cost on the damage that was done to these young men. Mm -hmm. And that cost is extraordinary. Um, And it's, it's incredibly frustrating for people that that $140 $140 million won't really be paid out. Mm-hmm. But it's a sense of the scale of how terrible this was. I think the attorneys hold out hope that they will find a way to extract money from Kelly or his estate if they can mm. um, to help their plaintiffs in some way. Mm. And they haven't said this, but I've heard this. I think people have often asked why Kelly got off so light. There was another teacher, um, Peter Michael Frank, who was convicted of inappropriate relationships with uh, a few students, who is, I think, effectively sentenced to life. He's sentenced to like decades and decades and decades. Okay. And it just has to do with the statute of limitations of some of the crimes, what they were able to prove, what they weren't able to prove. Um, I don't know. But (laughs) I I can tell you that... um, there, there are certainly folks who wanted to see Michael Earl Kelly in, in prison for a lot longer. So obviously, you know, you've been here in Wilmington for a long time. You've been a journalist here for a long time. And you've been covering the story with HQR for a couple of years now. Is this it? Is this the end? I think so. I think this is the last major piece of the puzzle. I mean, the school settlement, as much as it rankled folks, mm-hmm. um, is is what it is. This is... This closes the civil case on Michael Earl Kelly. The one sort of part of the story that's still out there is that there was a criminal investigation into some of the charges brought up in the civil case about the school district, about whether they obstructed justice or failed to report things. Mm -hmm. That has been dismissed, um, but there is a lengthy State Bureau of Investigation report kicking around. Okay. Um, it's currently under under wraps, but I think people would like to see it. Um, they would like to know more about what's in it. We've seen a high-level summary uh, that we've done some reporting based on, but I think that's the last piece of 
the story is, I think the story of Michael Earl Kelly is pretty much over okay. as far as being in the press. But I think the story of what actually happened mm. and what the school officials knew and didn't know and to ex- what extent they're responsible, I think that's still an open question. I think that helped drive the school board election last year. Mm-hmm. I think it'll still be an open question next year. Well, Ben, thank you for following the story for all these years, and thank you for being in the studio with me this week. You're welcome. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide or self-harm, please call the National Suicide and Crisis Prevention Hotline at 988. If you or someone you know is struggling with sexual assault, call the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-4673.